You're listening to the Life-Changing Discipleship Podcast. Here's the deal. If you make disciples by sitting around and talking, you shouldn't be surprised when your disciples sit around and talk and talk and talk. This is the podcast for those weary of just talking and ready to start activating in the mission Jesus gave us to change the world. The Life-Changing Discipleship Podcast, where disciples and disciple makers gather to grow and go together. Here's your host, Dr. Matt Friedemann. Hey, folks, remember, the place for a man, for a woman completing all their powers is in the fight, the spiritual fight. And right now, somewhere today, making disciples of the nation. So we want you to stay tuned. We want you to stay encouraged. We have a rendezvous with destiny. All right, folks, great to have you back on the podcast. Uh, Some of you know that my family uh, has been enjoying hmm, some prosperity lately. One of my children uh, got married. And got married to uh, a woman from a Central American country, and we are very excited about that. And so uh, we have been enjoying celebrating that, I guess, uh, as well as uh, taking a trip down there to see it all happen. One of the things I was asked to do was to preach at the wedding. Now I know you think, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. But you know, this is your this is your son's wedding, and you're thinking, I want to say something right, some say something profound, say something maybe a little bit different than what is usually said, but really set them up well for for. And yeah, I, I well recognize no one's really listening. Uh, they're excited about other things rather than listening to someone drone on. Nonetheless, it was important to me to try to get something out there that was hopefully helpful to them and anybody else that might have been listening. So I, I, I said, well, what am I going to do? Now, I know we're supposed to, we preachers are always supposed to know exactly what's supposed to happen in any particular moment. I can tell you that's just simply not the case. We stumble along just like everybody else. But in this instance, I thought I heard something. I wanted to expand on something, but I heard something that was said in a wedding sermon uh, probably a year and a half ago. And when I heard it, I thought, I think that could be said in a much more of a concise manner, That because that, that preacher went on for 45 minutes. I think that could probably be said more concisely, more efficiently, and maybe have a little bit more impact if it's done just simply shorter. So I was thinking uh, about what he had said, and I happened to be reading through Jeremiah at the time uh, when I was getting ready for this homily or this sermon or whatever else you want to call it. And as I'm going through Jeremiah... I just noticed that there was both some really, I mean, Jeremiah's about as, well, look, can I just read this to you? I'm going to read this sermon to you. Hope it doesn't bore you. Uh, but pretty profound, I think, thinking here because it's based on the book of Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah now is about as bleak as a book as there is in all of Scripture. Uh, it's about a prophet relaying God's message to a lost and a debased culture. So because of their disobedience, they're going to be carried into exile. Their city is going to be destroyed. I mean, God's promises uh, is here is my promise to you is your city is going to be destroyed. Your walls are going to be torn down. Your houses are going to be burned. One of the markers of cultural decadence is that the joyous sounds of the bride and the bridegroom are heard no more. Not in the towns of Judah, not in the streets of Jerusalem. And the, the land thus becomes desolate. But the joyous sounds of the bride and the bridegroom are heard no more. You can know that God's judgment is falling on a nation when that's happening. 
Now, I'm not a citizen of that particular nation we were in, nor uh, can I speak to its cultural decadence. I'm sure there is some. But I can speak to the culture here in America because I am a son of America. And we're disappointing God on many fronts. And the sounds of joy and gladness of the bride and bridegroom are heard less and less here in America. One wonders if it's the cause or the effect of American sin, but regardless, marriage has been depreciated. And so you've got to ask what's going on here. So what I was willing to suggest that day was that today a daughter of this particular nation and this son of America are fighting back against this trend with one of the greatest weapons in God's quiver. That is the joyful and glad voices of holy matrimony. Now, this is not to make the nations we're talking about great, although I think it will help. But really what we're talking about when we're talking about holy matrimony is the kingdom of God, making that more formidable by his grace. So when Jeremiah's people are finally exiled in Babylon, and just like God promised, you're up, you're out of here, you're going to another nation, and you will be captive there. But as they're going, they're told in Jeremiah, settle down in that place, have children, disciple your families. And they do that. And years later, the descendants of two of those families return to Jerusalem and to the surrounding area there. And in generations to come, there's going to be a girl named Mary and a young man named Joseph that are born into those families. Through the womb of Mary and raised under the fatherly influence of Joseph comes a child named Jesus. And that Jesus will save the world. So th there's hope. Whenever two young people get together and they get together in holy matrimony, that is, this is a union not for us, but for God. The hope is that Jesus can use and will use that holy marriage to launch his love and grace into a hurting and a bleak world. So I was able to look down at my two children now, and I consider her very much a child as well. My two children, and I just said to them, listen, young lady, my son already knows this, but this pastor and his wife have prayed for you for well over 30 years. We've been praying and we'll continue to pray for you daily. And I want you to know, I pray a chapter of the Proverbs over each of you individually three times a month. Every single day, however, every single day, I pray these things, that from your family line, everyone, for the next four generations at least, everyone will love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And everyone from your family line for the next four generations will marry only those who do the same, love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. They love their neighbor, as I said, they love their enemies. That for four generations, there'd be nothing but great commission marriages, men and women, boys and girls, running to the sound of the pain in their communities. And that there'd be no divorce, no divorce for four generations of your family line. Now, for that to happen, it's going to take some miracles. But we believe in miracles. So the joyous sounds of the bride and the bridegroom were heard that day in that nation. God has a plan to save the world.
that includes the committed love that you have today one for another. And in as much as there is that committed love, know this, that long before this day, God had a commitment of love to you. And my dear ones, the best days are yet to come. So that was my sermon for that wedding that day in Central America. I just want to suggest to y'all, we had prayed a long time. And I think the greatest thing you can do in discipleship, this is the life-changing discipleship podcast. The greatest thing you can do in discipleship is to disciple your children well and get them ready for the unions God has for them. And from that union, that many other unions would come, but that God be glorified, glorified, glorified through your discipleship in your home as you prepare them for one flesh unions that will impact the world. And it was an exciting day for us. I can tell you, it was so exciting for us. Uh, I hope and I trust that you view marriage similarly as our family does, and that is we just want it so that Jesus would be happy and that Jesus would be glorified and that the Lord would recognize that disciples are going to be made around the world because of what's happening in your family even today. All right, it's a wrap. It's an honor to have you listening to the Life-Changing Discipleship Podcast with Matt Friedman. Check out our books on Amazon.com. Just punch in Matt Friedman and see what comes up. But one of the books that ought to come up is The Doctrine of Good Works. Remember now, it won the Doctrine Book of the Year Award for Christianity Today, and I think you're going to love it if you read it. A lot of other books there as well, but point is, thank you for listening today. Go check out Amazon.com and always, always tell others about our podcast. And remember, my wife thanks you, my daughter thanks you, my sons and their wives thank you, and I can sure that I thank you for listening to Life-Changing Discipleship today. Love God, live clean, keep the faith, make disciples, and God bless you, dear friends. We'll see you back here real soon. Bye.